What's going on, Headliner Nation? It's just a quick reminder, if you dig the podcast, please take two seconds out of your day to leave us a five-star review. It helps us grow the show to a wider audience so we can continue to bring the football knowledge to the masses. We truly appreciate all the support. Thank you so much for your loyalty. Yeah. Analytics, all the chain, all the channels, not the same. Jake and Kyle, you know the name. Headliner Nation, we running the game. What is going on, Headliner Nation? Welcome back to the Fantasy Headliners Podcast, Monday edition. And, you know, we got a lot to talk about. Now, if you've been a, a fan of the show on YouTube for a while, you know we've been dropping mad videos. Kyle is in his, Kyle has had straight chub literally for like about a week and a half now from all the breaking news and all the guys changing rosters. But I got Kyle and Mac in the house here for the Monday show. And we're going to kind of kick it off here, guys. We're going to talk about free agency. So, Obviously, we want to make sure we keep these episodes a little bit shorter. Uh, we know a lot of people want to kind of have a little bit of options, right? Short shows, long shows. But let's go ahead and kick in to free agency, right? It's so, not the length of the show, Jake. It's, it's how you use it. Exactly. It's how much you can you shove in at one point, right, Kyle? Ooh. That's exactly right. So <laughs> uh, we've obviously gotten a lot of opinions from Kyle over the last week because he's been on a video every four hours or so. But, Mac, I'm going to start with you. Like, mm-hmm. Can you think... Over the last few days, the last couple weeks, what was your favorite free agent signing out there? If all the moves that have happened, whether it be trade or uh, somebody signing somewhere else, which one did? And I'm not talking just fantasy football wise. I'm talking about Mac, Big Mac. Which one did you see? And then, and then your tail started wagging. Mm. Well, to be honest, I would have loved for it to have been the Mitch Trubisky signing, but. Mm. I'd be capping like the uh, younger folks. So say. nobody's tail wag for Mr. Bisky. Not at all. Even though we like us some, ourselves some Mitchy biscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I think honestly, man, I think it probably would have to be Allen Robinson uh, to be all truthful. Um, I was kind of elated and disappointed at the same time because I was really wanting him to land in uh, uh, Baltimore. I was hoping that, you know, they were going to get some help for Lamar finally, uh, alpha receiver, but that didn't happen. Um, but him landing uh, with the Rams, man, gosh. That, and now that there's no Bobby Trees in town. It's amazing. Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. And then we still don't know for sure what's going to happen with Odell Beckham, but they also have Van Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to be loaded. Uh, yeah. It's going to be so much fun. I mean, we, we it's like we talk about it every day. The AFC is just getting better and better and better. There's very few NFC teams, and the Rams are like, listen, don't forget about us, okay? So it's, it's literally like the Rams, the Bucks, and I, I I don't know after that. And the, a bunch of question marks in the NFC. So, Kyle, which one of these free agent signings makes you the, the most happiest? Ooh. Um, well, I know – I don't know if any of them make me the most happiest. There's some that I like, I like them. There's some that I'm like, eh. like, honestly, like I would, I, I wish Allen Robinson would have went somewhere where he could be the alpha and number one, but who knows, you know, maybe he can still put up, you know, high end wide receiver two numbers there, maybe sneak into the wide receiver one, you know, category, you know, in a few weeks here and there, which would be great. I know, I know the group and I were on the same page yesterday. I like Robert Woods to Tennessee. I mean, I don't think he's going to be fantasy superstar. I don't think he's going to win championships for you, but I think there's going to be enough people scared off the injury and scared off the landing spot, especially with how Tannehill performed this past year that he could, you know, be a guy that you draft as a wide receiver, three flex option, leave on the bench because that's where he's going to go in drafts stick them in there some weeks, use them, you know, if you need to, if you have an injury buys, whatever it is. I mean, that's when I didn't, didn't mind too. I guess that wasn't free agency. That was a trade though. So I don't that's know. Okay. That I, I included the trades in the that, conversation. I don't know if that one counts. We'll let you yeah. slide. You know, Devonte Adams going to Las Vegas, I think is going to be super interesting to see, you know, how that works. Obviously him and Carr have the, the, the old chemistry there, you know, how yep. quickly can they pick it up? I know in past years we've talked about it and I've been like, you know, first year with a wide receiver, maybe it takes them a little bit of time and guys have come out gangbusters and just been, you know, fine together and not had an issue with it. Uh, You know, like 
DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray after that trade. They, mm-hmm. they were on the same page the entire time. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how that ends up working out. You know, hopefully Adams goes there and performs and, and plays well because I would hate for him to underperform and then people like, well, Rogers made him and then yeah. have it be that crap for the rest of his career. Uh, is it just me? I mean, I know we've all kind of been around the game of football for a while. Is this the craziest off season that you can ever remember? Definitely one of them. Yeah, it's I mean, up there because it, it's including so many big names. It's not like there's a bunch of moves going on of a bunch of role players. We got big names changing. It's going to be totally weird, you know, going and seeing these first couple of weeks with so many big names in different uniforms. It's going to look going to look pretty crazy. I and this is not sexy, which I guess is fitting that it's coming from me. Uh, the least sexy one here on camera right now. Uh, for all the viewers at home, but oh, I love the offensive line signing for the well, signings. I guess you could say for the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, oh, I didn't even think of that, but yes, dude, I agree. hundred. I am so pumped. I've never been so happy for offensive line signings in the NFL before, but last year, everybody's critique of the Bengals was, Oh, well, they're not gonna be able to protect Joe Burrow. The Bengals are going to suck. Joe Mixon isn't going to have any run. Uh, well, despite that offensive line, they did pretty dang good. I think in Cincinnati last year, and now they've made it a point to improve it. They brought in, I think his name's Ted Karras. Car- I don't know exactly how to say his last name, but he's a veteran offensive lineman. He's protected Tom Brady in the past. Also took one of Brady's guards from him last year, Alex Kappa. And now they're bringing Lyle Collins in from, from Dallas. I mean, you add in Jonah Williams. This is a, a very, very upgraded offensive line. And it's almost scary. What could Joe Burrow and the Bengals do without the pocket mm. collapsing in a half a second? We could be looking at a Joe Mixon. I mean, I have a feeling, Kyle, we're going to be having some very difficult conversations with Joe Mixon here probably in the next few weeks, next few months, because this dude, he's going to be near he's going to be near the top of the rankings. I know for me, and if, it, if he's that high for me, I can only imagine how high he is for you. I was thinking about this the other day. Don't do it. Um, Don't you dare do it. I know where you're going with this. Don't. Well, I mean, it was what, two years ago now that I was super high on Mixon and I went as high as RB3. And I think mm-hmm. I finally ended the offseason with him or not offseason, but the preseason at RB4. And that was a couple of years ago. And he got off to, you know, an up and down start. He had a couple of really big games and then he gets hurt and then he's he's basically done at that mm-hmm. point. And, you know, you know, people blew me up for it quite a bit. So last offseason, when you and I talked about this, I mean, I was like, I still love Mixon. Would I go as high as I did last year? Absolutely not. I said, but I don't think I can put him in a must-have video because people aren't going to listen to me. So Jake was like, I'm going to talk about it because I listen because I like him. So Jake did the majority of talking about Mixon. I just kind of say it in the background, like, yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, what finished is the RB3 in, in yep. most leagues last year. Uh, looked absolutely great on the ground. Uh, yeah, maybe some games where, you know, volume was king and maybe wasn't as efficient as we would have liked to see. But again, a lot of that attributes to the offensive line just being very poor at giving him those gaps and allowing him to get to the second level. Because when you watch Joe Mixon, when he gets to the second level, the dude puts the moves on, puts the burners on, and he can, he can get the, uh, the extra yards at that point. But when you can't even get to the second level, it's really hard to be super efficient, you know, but now we've got three new offensive linemen might take them a little bit of time, you know, just kind of work together. Hopefully they get any communication things sorted out preseason training camp, all that good stuff. But I said it in our group chat earlier, like at the end of the season, if Joe Mixon still isn't efficient, then I will cave to the Joe Mixon haters and say, okay, maybe he's not the most efficient back in the world. I get it. I'll still take the volume. But as of right now, as we sit here and talk about it, Jonathan Taylor over him, yes. I'll go JT over him still. I think you can make a case about Mixon and any other running back. You can make a case against him and Delvin Cook, Austin Eckler, I mean, Derrick Henry. You can make a case against anybody that you'd be taking up there, I think, for Mixon to be RB2 off the board if someone really wanted to get crazy. I mean, that division, and don't be biased here, Mac. Mac, I know you want to be biased in this division, (laughs) but you think about it. You got Najee in Pittsburgh. You got Nick Chubb, and as of right now, you still have Kareem Hunt in Cleveland. Kareem Hunt is somebody's name who I've seen pop up here a few times the past few days as being somebody who may not be here at the start of the year. Is he trade bait? What is he? Is he somebody who just ends up, you know, getting released? Whatever that may be, that would catapult Nick Chubb up, obviously, for me. The Bengals with Joe Mixon. And then I know, 
I know me and Kyle last year were on the same page. We love ourselves some J.K. Dobbins in Baltimore, and we never really got a chance to see that because of the injury. This division right here is stacked with running back talent. Put your bias aside, Mag. <laughs> Out of Najee, Chubb, and Mixon, which one would you take first in your fantasy draft? Gosh. Okay, so I mean, I know it's... You know, I'm, this is just a test. I kind of know where these guys kind of should be going, but I'm going to see if you just put go straight homer and go with Najee. Uh, well, listen, and it's going to sound hypocritical, man, to be honest, oh but Here I'm, we I'm, go. I'm still going to go Najee oh for the simple fact oh, of... Oh, God. This is totally backfiring. <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> I totally shouldn't have asked you this question. Anyway. No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> but no, seriously, um, I, I just think if if it wasn't just for the volume alone... I think um, Najee, you know, PPR-wise is still going to be just maybe a slight – he'll have a slight edge over over the previous three. Uh, and, you know, also Pittsburgh has an improved offensive line as well. They had three um, signings, and it's possible they may use the number 20 pick for another uh, guard or tackle. Who knows? That's the talk right now. So, so in your – say you're sitting at number three and you're mm-hmm. on the clock and it's mm-hmm. ticking down. And you have to choose between Mixon, Chubb, or Najee. You're going Najee. I'm still going Najee. Oh, God, I'm glad I'm in the same league as you because I can win again this year. All right. <laughs> <laughs> throwing that out there. I mean, I don't, that's just all in good fun. I love, I love me some Najee. I, I don't think that he really regresses much this year. I like Mitch Trubisky enough, you know, in that offense. You know, he now there's be any worse than Limp Arm Ben Roethlisberger. No, not at all. Right. So, not at all. And I mean, you look at it, you know, They've, they've shipped out James Washington. They still have Claypool. They still have Deontay Johnson. Juju no longer there either. You know, I Muth. do like – I like me some Pat Fryermuth at the tight end position. But, yeah, Najee's going to get a – he's going to get 300 touches, and he's going to be probably a, a weekly safer bet. I don't know if he's going to have the overall ceiling on a weekly basis that some of these guys do, but, yeah, absolutely. All right, so if we love those signings, Matt, what is something you don't like from free agency? What is something you saw a player go somewhere and you're like, that's disgusting? Mm. Gosh, that's a good question. That's well, um, yeah. So at first, and this could be a little biased again because oh, dear God. The, the Khalil Mack trade, right? Yeah. I was kind of hoping that we could get another edge rusher to kind of book in with um, TJ, just to be honest. You know, um, I maybe Devontae and maybe negatively towards the Packers and all of their um, fantasy uh, implications that could fall back on them. Now Aaron Rodgers has to <laughs> throw to who? Randall Cobb a hundred times a game. You oh, know what I mean? No, that's probably oh, not going to happen. I know. He'll be but, hurt you know, by the third week. Yeah. So I think that was one of the biggest moves. I think that was, I didn't really like that. It's, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, because we don't know what Derek Carr, I mean, Derek Carr is an average quarterback. Don't you Maybe dare. On t- don't he's speak on, of DC like that. So if I had to put him on tiers, for me, he's he's in on, on like tier two. You know what I mean? Just slightly above someone like Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, um, Kirk Cousins, people of okay. that nature. Yeah, for you fantasy know? purposes, he's going to be fringe top 12. Derek Carr will be for me yes. because he's somebody who he's throwing for 4,000 yards a year and doesn't have Dick to throw to, you know what I mean? Like look mm-hmm. at all the stuff he had to deal with last year and losing Henry Ruggs and the John Gruden, you know, issue. And then Brian Edwards didn't do a whole lot. He literally had an injured Darren Waller. So he had Hunter Renfro. Like that was it dude still throwing for 4,000. Now you add in a healthy Darren Waller and bring in Devonte Adams, who he does have chemistry with plus Hunter Renfro. Yeah. I, I think that this could be the year that I'm not going to overhype Derek Carr, but we always talk about him as somebody who's kind of in that Kirk Cousins disrespect range for sure. But one that drove me absolutely nuts, that the Christian Kirk deal, like since when did Christian Kirk become in the NFL's eyes a wide receiver one? Like I love the talent of Christian Kirk. He comes from Arizona. He played high school ball in Arizona. I know a lot about Christian Kirk. I just don't understand him being somebody that's going to be relied upon in an offense to be a quote unquote wide receiver one. He just doesn't fit that role to me. And the guy can't play full seasons, Kyle. So I I just don't understand the amount of money that they threw at Christian Kirk when they could have thrown it somewhere. I would have rather them re-sign DJ Chark than bringing Christian Kirk for that much money. I think it's 
they're paying him for what they think he can be and not for what he's done, which that, I mean, that's the gist of free agency for the most part, right? Like you're paying guys for what you think that they could do for you. Um, But I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that they take a look at his tape and they, you know, they see a guy who has the ability to be, you know, a very good wide receiver, but for the majority of his career has always been overshadowed by somebody else on the team. He's never had to be the guy. Um, Now, is he going to be the guy in Jacksonville? Probably, but Marvin Jones is still there. So, I mean, that's going to be, you know, that that's going to be a guy who has shown before that he can be at least that one B and, you know, even in Detroit with Stafford, he showed that. Um, So, I mean, I get it and I get how they structured it. If it was structured differently where they couldn't get out after two years, then I would hate it a lot more. But they're going to, you know, they're paying him quite a bit of money the next couple of years. And then after that, they can get out of it and pay almost nothing. So even if he does just go ham the next two years, you know, depending on what the free agent class looks like, do they draft somebody? They could still just be like, eh, we don't want to pay this. And they're out of it. And then cap room is back and everything. You know, worst case scenario is he does play that good. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're keeping him around. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of hurts him for the next couple of years. But, you know, it, it saves him from having to you know, potentially overspend on, a, you know, an older wide receiver to make it work. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Now, here's a question, because like I said, we've been busting out breaking news videos, but there's one player that as of yet, we haven't really talked a lot about. So what do we think about Juju going to Kansas City? Now, I love I, I love it too, because the biggest critique of Juju was he's not going, he can't be the guy, right? He's just yeah. not going to be the guy. Well, he's not going to have to be in Kansas City, with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill there, he's going to have an opportunity. Juju, to me, in my fantasy football opinion, may be somebody who racks up a ton of receptions but doesn't get a lot of yards. Like, he's not going to be the 1,400-yard guy, but I could see him reeling in 80 catches for 900 and a few touchdowns. You know what I mean? I think he's going to be somebody who's relied upon heavily to move the chains because Patrick Mahomes, at time, you could tell all year long, was just trying to force it down the field to Kelsey and Hill because he didn't have anybody in that really underneath route. I think that's kind of where Juju can kind of excel a little bit in this offense. But what are your guys' opinion here uh, on Juju in Kansas City? I love it. Um, you know, it's bittersweet again, you know, being a Stiller fan, but Juju's a good kid. You know, Wait, you're a Steelers hard. fan? Yeah. He, I had no I idea. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but I, I love the situation, man. You know, I actually, for fantasy, I think it helps Travis Kelsey more than anybody, in my opinion. I think this could potentially uh, really make Travis Kelsey the tight end one uh, like we've seen in the past few years. Because um, now that that Mike Linebacker is going to have to really, really focus in on on Juju, you know, especially when they run in zone, uh, zone coverage or anything like that. So, now, with Juju being that possession receiver underneath, Travis Kelsey is going to draw even more mismatches, in my opinion, because now Patrick has got, you know, that check down option, whereas in time past, you know, he had a Kareem Hunt or uh, Williams, Damon Williams or someone like that. You know, he doesn't really have that now. So with Juju coming in, I think it, it really um, opens things up tremendously for Travis, in my opinion. So I love some Travis Kelsey this year because of that signing. See, I'm kind of on the opposite side of you, Jake. Like, I think maybe the receptions are a little bit lower and not necessarily the yards are higher, but the efficiency is a lot higher. So again, not 1,400 receiving yards by any means, but, you know, maybe we see a little bit lower end on the receptions, but the the, the middle of the field is just going to be cleared out basically at this point because you're going to have, you know, people trying to stay with Tyreek Hill who can run any route in the, you know, any route in the tree and do it extremely well. You're going to have Michael Hardman probably still on the other side that can just, you know, he's a burner. He can stretch the field. They're going to have to respect that. And you've got Travis Kelsey, who's a mismatch nightmare over the middle. That's just going to free up so much for Juju to really, you're he's going to be one-on-one against the nickel corner, basically every single time. And Juju's going to beat those guys a majority of the time. I mean, we saw it, uh, when he was in Pittsburgh playing in the slot, when you had a B on the outside, um, actually I was, I, I have on my other monitor here, I have a couple of websites up and they had a Juju. They had, they were talking about Juju and the pain that was playing next to it. 
Um, and the two highlights they showed were his like 99 receiving yard touchdowns that mm-hmm. he had one against Denver and one against Detroit. And that's exactly what it, you know, what this season is going to look like. He's, he's going to be one-on-one with that nickel corner. He's going to beat a majority of them. And then he's going to have all this space to run because you're going to have guys with their back to him that are chasing after Kelsey, chasing after Hill, chasing after Hardman. And then the dude's just going to have all this room. So if he can make moves and he can get free in the middle of the field, we can see a lot of really good efficiency from him. But I was looking up kind of the stats too, because I was thinking to myself, we know it, it's Tyreek and, and Kelsey, you know, those are going to be the top two guys even this year, but I don't think anyone ever looks at like, who is really the wide receiver three um, in this past year, Hardman got 83 targets. I w- could easily see those end up switching over to Juju. But then when you look at the balance of it after that, I mean, Pringle got 60 Demarcus Robinson got 41. You can expect all of those guys targets to go down and a lot of them go over to Juju, and that's easily securing him 80 to 100 targets, I think. I think they can have three guys with 100 targets this year. Um, when you take a look at the year before that, Hardman had 62, but then Robinson had 59, and Sammy Watkins had 55. So then, you know, there again, you know, all those all those targets go down, and you filter a bunch of them over to Juju, who's the clear number three in the offense. That's 80 to 100 targets right there. Pretty easy for him, um, especially in a division that's going to be so darn difficult. They're going to have to throw it. And the last point is, is I don't think CEH is is exactly moving the needle for them either. So I don't think they feel inclined to force feed him targets if Juju's going to have an opportunity to win over the middle of the field. So I'm not really worried about CEH taking anything from him. So what are you thinking for Juju? Mid to low end wide receiver two or high end wide receiver three? I think he's in that. I think he could easily be in that wide receiver, low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three area, pretty easy. Maybe some weeks where against, you know, a little bit of easier competition or a week where it's a back and forth, 40 points on each side type of game. You know, he can definitely make his way higher into the wide receiver twos. It's going to depend on how many touchdowns he scores. Right, for sure. All right. Now, Typically, when we do these Monday shows, the doc is a part of these shows, and Ethan is typically here. Ethan messaged us as we were getting ready to start and and said that he forgot about us, and he was still eating dinner. Uh, But now I'm sitting here staring at my Zoom window, and Ethan is in the waiting room to get in. So, my God, if we let him in here, if we let him in here right now, we have to roast him for the rest of the show. Deal? Yes. Okay, here we go. Let me click the admit button. He better be ready to go. Let's see where he's at. Waiting for you. Doc. Still connecting. Let's just pause the show here real quick, just so Ethan can join. What's he got? Dial-up? Oh, there he is. Oh, yeah. He's totally on dial-up, dude. He's got AOL. Really haired mother effer. Dude, classic <laughs> Ethan just forgets he even has a podcast. Yeah. Can't be trusted. Can't be trusted at all. Yeah. How can this? I trust? How can I trust you to you know, get close to me and say cough if I can't trust you to be on a podcast at the right time. <clears throat> well, here's the thing. Um, I was snagging an absolute steal of a Wii purchase. I purchased a Wii 18 games, a Wii Fit board, oh the God. steering wheels, all the attachments. What's a 2005 and, again? And it had Mario Kart. For $75. That is an app. You can't miss out on these types of deals when they fall. So here we are podcasting. You're out garage sailing, dude. I was grinding. Okay. Mm. I'm grinding it out right now. Putting in max effort to get the deals. I'd rather, I'd rather give that money to Mac and let him make it rain at the club than spend it on a Wii. Yeah, dude. Just because you don't, you're not about that Wii life. Okay. No, we, we grown, we grown ass men over here. Well, we it's not my fault that, you know, you guys are all old. You we are understand. very old. Whoa, here's whoa, here's whoa. the uh, the better question. What did you have for dinner? Uh, Mexican. What, what, what was, was it good Mexican? Specifically, or, Ethan. Yeah, like what's the name of the restaurant? Uh, Chapala's. But oh, around so here, they don't, there's they're only not one even... Mexican restaurant in the town, so you just call it Mexican. I, I hear you. But, I mean, is it like a ripoff of Chipotle? Like they couldn't even get no, man, original it's, content? It's like authentic Mexican food. Oh. I thought he was getting ready to say Chipotle. And I was like, dude, you like you missed us for Chipotle. Yeah. That's not even Mexican food. No, man, it's legit Mexican. 
There's real Mexicans in charge. Okay. It's, it's real Mexican food. Perfect. It's like somebody saying I went to a Italian restaurant. I went to Domino's instead of Domino's. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what it is. All right, here's something. Favorite awesome. restaurant right now. If you could eat anywhere, Mac, where are you eating? King's Inn Pizza, baby. Eat North okay. Carolina. Dude. It's the best pizza ever. I mean, I get it, but all places you're picking King's Inn? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, this is like a fantasy type deal? Like I mean, anywhere. kind of. I mean, I'm not trying to get kinky here or nothing. I'm just trying oh, to figure oh, out what okay. kind of food you want to eat. Uh, hmm. Somewhere in L.A. I don't know. You don't even know that. I'm talking about something somewhere you know. in L.A. He's like, just <laughs> not, the place I can spend the most money at. <laughs> exactly. One of these days, we need to get Mac to the West Coast just so he can say he's been there. Yes. Check it off the bucket list. No, I, I, you have to know the name of the restaurant. Hmm. That's a great question, man. Damn, I, I ate at two excellent LA restaurants when I was there last. What are the names of them? Uh, Moon Shadows. It's in uh, Malibu. That is, it's like, like the some whole, ritzy doctor dinner. The whole restaurant <laughs> is like built out over the coast. So, like, you're just like sitting on like, it feels like you're on a pier, but there's just waves and stuff just like crashing underneath you. Anyway, it's the most expensive check I've ever written at a restaurant because it was very expensive. But Moon Shadows in Malibu uh, and then the Strand House is in uh, Manhattan Beach uh, right next to the pier. And it was also excellent. Best breakfast I've ever had in my life. My wife got a cinnamon roll that was the size of her head. It was amazing. I like big cinnamon rolls. This dude called us old and just said he wrote a check at a restaurant. Wait a second. You wrote a check? Well, I mean, write an actual check. We write actual checks too. What? Who writes yeah, checks man. anymore? People still do that. Rich people do, I guess. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I've run into rich people do, I guess. Get this. So our company has been legit company for almost two years. I don't know if I've written more than two checks in two years as a company. Online, we don't even pay get everything. paid in checks. <laughs> no, everything's been electronic no, up in here. No. Crazy. All right, Kyle. If you say White Castle, you're fired. So, what, what's Ooh, your favorite no. restaurant? I for I I'm trying to remember the exact. I believe the name is Fogo de Chao. Okay, it is a Brazilian. It is a Brazilian <laughs> steakhouse. Is that the one kind of like where you have like a card on your table? Yes. And if it's green, you want more. If it's red, you're done. Oh, dude, dude, yes. the food is so amazing. And they've got like this gigantic salad bar. Yep. That, like you could get. I just think I've been there before. And honestly, eat like a king. Is that in Chicago? I don't. Yeah, there's one in Chicago. There's one there okay. too. Yeah, probably. My yep. buddy told me about. They're that. all over the place. Yeah, it's so so good. I don't ever eat the salad bar. I just stay away from it because I'm like, I just want all the meat. Like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Whoa, fill it up here. Feed me the meat. But, yeah, yeah. Give me all the meat here. I do get a cup of the lobster <laughs> bisque though because it's just fantastic. Mm, pass, pass on that. I've. I've eaten a place just like that. And dude, anytime you can give me a card on my table, if I can leave that bad boy green and you're just going to keep dishing me food. Oh yeah. It's staying green. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Until I'm, until I have to unbutton my pants, that card is staying green. So, and even then you get there and you reach to it and you hold it for a second and you're like, do I really want to make this decision? Do I want to end this just absolutely fantastic experience right now? Or do I want to keep it going? Ultimately you pull back, keep it going. Just, just go for another plate. That can you imagine the damage the four of us could do at a restaurant like that? Yes, dude, we would we would eat full animals. Like we're like, bring out the whole cow because we're eating the whole thing. That's a ton of food. That sounds absolutely amazing, right now. Um, okay, so uh, just to catch Ethan up here for a second, since he decided to. Be I don't on his think own. we do. I think we just keep talking no. like we have been the entire time, and Ethan just has to put the puzzle together. Okay. Since he's a doctor and he's so freaking smart. He's just so freaking smart. Ethan, do you have any pet peeves? Is there anything that irritates you? Oh, God, yeah. Like what? Give us one. Well, okay, so I'm a total weirdo about the toilet seat. The toilet seat has to go down before you flush the toilet. I wasn't anticipating that. Me neither. (laughs) I thought I was thinking something else. So wait a second. So you finish your business. Yes. There's no flushing until the the seat is and that because you're afraid of sprinkles flush. coming up? Dude, because the particles, man, it's the it shoots particles. Airborne particles, air. right? Yeah. And my toothbrush is in that bathroom. So whatever I can do to minimize 
the science is there, man. Look Do you up. ever courtesy flush as you're still there doing business? To shoot it up right back where it came from? Absolutely not. No, that's a terrible idea, Jake. That's Dude, disgusting. I totally I courtesy. Am, we shared a hotel in, in, in Ohio and I courtesy flushed for Mac out in the other room. I'm Dude, you got to close the <laughs> lid and flush. Like I'm that. breaking into Ethan's room in Canton this year. His yeah, wife's going to be there. Taking My the, wife will be there. That's you two won't be in the room when this happens. I, this I'll do felony. it while you're not in the room. <laughs> I'm going to take the biggest, biggest dump I've ever taken before, and I'm felony. flushing that bad boy toilet with both seats up. I'm just going to, and I'm just going to keep pushing down on it. Let it go. Let it spin, baby. Yeah, like is there DJ? pretty legitimately concerned about my wife's uh not being ready for our tomfoolery at the at the oh, expo we're not very well behaved the fact no. that you even invited her <laughs> well we're going on our vacation after that so this is the she could just fly in and meet you you can't fly into canton there's you nothing fly into in cleveland canton. and uber <laughs> you can pick her up in cleveland i'd have to pick her up in like buffalo one of two things is going to happen She's going to have the greatest weekend of her life because she's going to realize how stupidly fun we are. If you or know what I mean. she's going to divorce you because you hang out with us. More likely. <laughs> that is also one of the third two options well, where I we have to find just, a new doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I am just kind of genuinely concerned that, like, you know, we're going to the fantasy football expo. She's like one of 10 women that will be there. Like, I feel like, she, and she doesn't really like football. So I think it would be hilarious to watch her just like interact with all these football nuts with like her headliner Great stuff idea. on. And then them be like, you don't really know anything about football. Dude. Do you? And she's just like, no, I have no idea. I have that. an idea. How is she camera shy? Nah, I mean, she's pretty shy. And could general, we give her a list, up. a pre-made list of questions? And have Taylor follow her around and have her go booth to booth and ask some off the wall questions just to see the answer <laughs> she gets. She probably would. Would I she mean, do that? She's pretty. Mm, she would try at least. I think maybe. Like if we got a list of the booths and she'd be like, "Oh, you know, just not making fun of their names, but having her act like she has no. I mean, she's not going to anything anyway. She has so no it's gonna idea. Be, it's going to be somewhat, but we'll give her the funny questions to ask, and then Taylor can videotape it for a, a funny video after the fact." I mean, I think it would be hilarious just to ask her regular football questions and see what she would answer, because I don't think she knows a whole lot about it. We could have what would be super funny. All this in don't put her in any headliners gear, nothing for her, nothing for Taylor and send them super stealth like undercover through this. And yes, off the wall questions, but they're questions that we've designed that maybe we know about these other booths that are just like their worst calls, their worst misses. Stuff like mispronouncing <laughs> names, and then we record it, and then we edit it, and blur faces, and blur stuff in the background. <laughs> Dude, it would be next level. You need to see if you can swing this, Ethan. Get see if she'll sign your permission slip for this. Dude, I'm gonna do my best. Okay, she might be liable to just like hang out on the king size bed and just watch HGTV the whole time. I feel like she's probably planning that. No, no, no. no. If she's coming on this trip. She's, she's got to participate. She's yeah, got to participate. She's we got to make these. We got to make bank. Okay. Yeah. She's got. She wants her meals paid. She's gonna have to work for it. You're gonna have to work. <laughs> but you, Kyle, you got any pet peeves? Uh, you know, people who call themselves doctors, but in reality, <laughs> 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 Ethan, I'm allowed to make fun of you because the first time that. Anybody say anyone else says something to you? I'm always the first one there to say, "Listen, or this is done. I'm stopping this right now." Yeah, that's What's true. he doing? I don't know. He's he's like dying in the corner. He's choking. He's totally choking on Mexican food right now. <laughs> Did you like verp? Did some of that burrito verp? come back up? <laughs> hey, what the heck is a verp? It's where you burp but you vomit a little bit. Oh my god! Isn't that called heartburn? I was laughing. Oh, reflux. Spit. Yeah, acid reflux. All right, My so pet was, peeves. Yeah, mm. think of one. What about you, Mac? You got one too? Yeah, man. I hate uh, when I'm on the phone with someone and they're eating. I can't stand it. Or eating with their <laughs> mouth wide open. You know what I'm saying? That shit. Oh my god, it irks. To, you know what I mean? Because I see everything. Earlier, when I was doing something, when he called me, 
Jake oh, was taking a poop when I called him yep. earlier, and he tried to get me to stay on the phone and talk Whoa. to him. I was like, "Whoa!" Why did you even answer? Why did you even answer? Why don't you tell the whole story, Kyle? I mean, damn! So, I called him yep, earlier, and he I didn't, didn't pick up because he was under his desk doing doing something. things. Okay, <laughs> so then he called me back, but I was in the middle of recording our members only video for today. So then I called him back, and he picked up, and it sounded like he was in a space that might have no carpet yeah, exactly. or really anything that would help knock down sound. So I'm like, uh, Hey, and he goes, uh, I'm taking a dump. I was like, dude, I was like, why'd you pick up? He goes, well, because you've been trying to call me. Yeah. I was like, no, he I was like, just call me back when you get done. He was like, no, I'm good. We can talk. I was like, I really don't <laughs> want to have this conversation. I mean, I just like to be there for y'all. You know what I mean? I, I just want to make sure that I am accessible. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. There's a couple things. I have a lot of oh, no. pet peeves. One is the, the the public selfies when you're by yourself. Those drive me nuts. Patty. <laughs> <laughs> Mac, you don't do it I in public, it. though. But you do right. it with your boy and everything. And that's different. Like, that is. Yeah. But these like <laughs> people that are, like, posing by things and doing stuff that you can tell. Told, I can't. I can't do that. And then I, I have a really hard time. When, when people are walking around on speakerphone and it's like a public setting and you're sitting there talking on speakerphone and everybody can hear the whole conversation. We I were at like day when people FaceTime and talk in public or that too. That's yes. even weirder. That's even weirder. But I was, we were at Dave and Buster's this past weekend after a soccer game and we walk into the men's bathroom and a dude is having a full blown conversation on speakerphone. Toilets are flushing, hands are being washed. People are talking and this dude is just sitting having a full fledged conversation on speakerphone. And, I wanted to say something inappropriate, but I mean, I, I chose not to just cause my, my son was there. What are you going to do? Right. What are you going to do? I was really waiting for Jake to be like, you know what? I hate when people are late, late. To stuff. I can't say that because my wife is late to everything. So then, I, then we start having problems. I don't I know why the majority I wish to of us. my pet peeves center around driving. How about people I, who say no offense and then they say something offensive? That drives me nuts. True. No offense. That drives me nuts. No offense, but you're a fat prick. No offense taken, I guess. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty rare that somebody says no offense and it's awesome. not offensive. That's yeah. True. Like I feel like it's just a precursor of like, hey, don't hate me after this, but like I'm gonna offend you. <laughs> I'm going to be a total dick to you here in just a second, but just stay with me for a minute. Yeah, here. stay with me for a second. Hang hang on here for a second. That's absolutely. Kyle, what are your driving pet peeves? I'm just curious. Oh, yeah. I have plenty. Dude, I am a very, and honestly, I feel like it has gotten a little bit better since I've started working from home full time because I'm not on the road nearly as much anymore, so I can deal with it. But like, Bro, like if you're driving exactly the speed limit, like that's that's a recommendation. Let's bump it up five miles per hour over. Let's just go a little bit quicker. Okay, just just a little bit. And if you don't want, that's fine. Stay in the right hand lane, please. Don't get in the left hand lane and drive right next to the other person. Also, people who do pass, but they're driving basically the same. Listen, back it down one mile per hour on your cruise control and just stay in the right hand lane instead of passing them at one mile per hour faster. So then I got to sit here and wait. Those things I don't like. I also don't like when people come flying up behind me and wait at the last second to get over. I will show you my brake lights very quickly if you get too close. Get over earlier. There's nobody behind you. Just go. Just get over. I do one. This is kind of like confessional. Can we have a confessional here for a second? So there's something that I do that I know I'm a prick. I know people are pissed off, but I just, I just don't stop. And I really, it's more of like a, a subconscious thing like i don't think about it but i will i am 95 percent of the time in the fast lane like i am very rarely going the speed limit oh yeah, yeah, yeah but i'm usually one of those guys that will set my cruise control at 10 12 15 miles an hour over or so if somebody comes flying up behind me i don't move over <laughs> i figure you know what i'm already speeding so don't get up behind me and act like you're you know I don't know. I, I should probably move over. Everybody tells me I need to move over, but I'm just that guy that's like, no, no, no. no. Cause that's the same this, thing I'm talking about. This is about. my like civic you're, duty. You're doing 15 miles over in the fast lane and dude just came flying up on you at 30. And he's like two inches from your butt. 
It's like, bro, if you would approach me a little bit slower, yeah, I would have jumped over for you right away. But no, you want to ream up on me here and get all aggressive because you've got a small wang. Like, we don't play that game around here. You're compensating for something, my man. Can you imagine how scared Ethan would be if somebody came up on his butt only two inches away? <laughs> Ethan's like, I'm never going to be late again, ever. Ever. <laughs> I mean... I get what you guys are saying. I, I I don't, I'm like the most passive driver ever. So I'm not really, I, I, I get upset about things, but they're usually not really major deals. You definitely love to backseat drive, mister. Hey, Kyle, that's a one way lane. That's because you went down one way, the wrong way, like five times. (laughs) Dude, it was a back street. There was nobody around. We didn't give you a hard time about it until you did it the third time. Dude, the kid was the kid was eyeballing me. Almost hit a child. Dude was on the phone letting me know, hey, there's this dude looking super sketchy. Need some help out here. Who knows what's getting ready to pop up on us? We didn't know that. Ever there was a a playground full of young children that were looking at us and laughing at one point. I don't child was driving the wrong way. You were driving, yeah, the wrong way. I understand that. I mean, there was nobody around. It was not like it was a busy street or anything. And Except for all I was those going children. Slow. Yeah, you were going slow. I wasn't like doing 35. I was like doing 15. Ethan, Even are you slow. a slow driver? No, I mean, I'm pretty consistently in that like five to eight over range. Like I like to just cruise around there. Um, I do get a little aggressive when I'm passing people. I'll, 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 I usually just accelerate all the way through the pass. I'm not going to lie. When's the last time uh, you drove 80? Last time, probably on my way here to make sure I was here to <laughs> make it to the pod. Uh, <laughs> I was just, just checking. I, I didn't mean, know that was like. But the thing is, is like, we don't really drive on interstates a whole lot. I thought you were going to say pavement. There's just not that many <laughs> interstates, dude. Like, you got to drive like 30 minutes to get to an interstate. So the speed limit's like 55 everywhere. So I yeah. usually go like somewhere between 60 and 65. See, that surprises me because Ethan strikes me as a dude that drives super fast. And when he gets pulled over, he goes, it's okay. I'm a doctor. Nah, man, I'm, I'm pretty. Do you have deer and stuff out there on the side of the road? Oh God. All sorts of deers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Geez. And you know, deer city... is not the correct plural form of deer, right? It's just what, deer. It's just deer. Yeah. What city uh, is deer it? And then deer. Is it, does, does your city, uh, the first part of it named Bum, last name Fuck? I mean, I'm just. <laughs> he, he, lives in, he lives in no man's land, Illinois. Yeah, I live in a very small town in Illinois. So, like, we're lucky he even has power right now, Mac. Well, to tell you the truth, can I tell a story? I mean, this is the last story. Shut up, Jake. I'll tell as many stories as I want. <laughs> I'm on the pod. Uh, so, when I first moved, when we first moved here, I was looking up internet service providers and we had moved from like a pretty decent sized town in Illinois where my PT school was. And we moved back home. And so we moved to this really tiny town, but I'm like, you know, it's a 21st century. Like there's going to be decent internet. It might not be amazing or fiber, which we have now, uh, but it, it's going to be like, okay. Right. So I, I, I look up, you know, what internet service providers are around and there's three options. And two of them are like, we don't serve your area. The third option Guess what the speed that they offered me as their high speed internet was 50 megabytes, three megabits per second. Wow. Three, not 30, not that's worse than dial up three. And I was like, this is unacceptable. So what I did was I called frontier who was one of the ones that said that they didn't serve my area every single day for a week. And did you tell me you're a doctor each like, time? Hey, I know that you told me yesterday that you don't provide service to my area, but all my friends say that they have it. Like everyone on the street has it. So I think you do. And you should hook me up to that. And so after about the fourth day, I finally got Kyle in Utah, not this Kyle, a different Kyle, Kyle in Utah. And Kyle in Utah was like, let me talk to the people in the back. I don't even know what that means. All I know is I got 50 megabits per second. I thought that I had hit the jackpot. Is that now what you have, have now? Like, oh, you now you have really. We've really moved up into the 21st century. You have fiber right now. Yeah. Wow. I was not expecting that in our town of 400 people. Wow. Pretty legit. Kyle doesn't even have fiber. It's pretty legit. You can get a gig. I'm surprised like we don't miles. have fiber I'm here. To be honest with you. It's cheap. 
But you know, the housing addition that's literally like two or three miles down the road from me, they do. That's where it stops. Mm, I'd rather like, when are y'all going to get it out here a little bit closer? And they're like, probably not for a while. Hmm. Well, the whole town. That. There's only like 70 houses in that town. Like, is why don't like, you move? Yeah. Why are you staying in Podunk, Illinois? But why would I? Why would I move, dude? Because I feel like bigger city, bigger dollars, baby. No, nah, man. I run my own clinics. I own my own clinics. It's because there's no other options out there. So he gets I to run this. Yeah. Like this. That's his territory. You know what I mean? He's like just, Omar up in here. It's it's, it's called <laughs> building a franchise, Kyle. I want to be the guy. No, when you talk about building a franchise, you're talking about a McDonald's. Like you ain't. <laughs> So I was going to say, hey, man, I've right, only been for three years, got two clinics. That's pretty good growth, if you ask me. Yeah, but you're not franchising them. It's a third one I've opened, technically. Wow. Franchising means that you not would have, you would basically pay for somebody else to open it for you. Yes. And then they would run it, but then they would have to pay you throughout the time for yeah. being able to use their license. Well, some of us aren't in our midlife crisis stage, Kyle, so I have time to make these things happen. You know what? <laughs> Some of us decided to go be a doctor. Some of us went to business school. Some of us understand things a little bit. Some of us dropped out. Jokes on you. I did both. <laughs> it doesn't show. <laughs> what about those of us on this call right now that have just dropped out? Yeah. Jake's I mean, out. they're doing pretty well for themselves. <laughs> they make way more money than we do, Kyle. So maybe we're the idiots here. Yeah. You see there. See there. All right. Well, Ethan, you did successfully miss all the football talk on tonight's show <clears throat> that's okay can we uh, can we backtrack for just a second okay. ethan has got to be quick with this answer okay you're sitting at number three overall okay you have Najee mixon who was the other one chubb chubb sitting there at number three who are you taking ppr or non-ppr half, half ppr half <sighs> Najee mixon chubb i'm probably oh gosh um i'm probably going Najee, because I'm a Steelers Kick fan, both of them off, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> both off the call. Both but I feel like Mixon is probably the correct answer. I feel like Mixon is probably the correct answer. As of Dude, today, I just I... don't feel. I feel like Najee's just like locked in. I don't think he's going to have any competition. Oh no, we're not saying he's going to be Mixon's bad. Mixon's competition. Chris Evans. I, I don't think I mean, Najee's not going to be bad. He's still going to be top eight ish. His competition I mean, is the fact that the offense should be running through Chase, not him. Okay. That, I mean, that's a solid, yeah. that's a solid point on the other side of that point though. It can run through chase for two and a half quarters. And when they have a big enough lead, he can just run it the whole second half. Well, they've super upgraded their offensive yeah, line. We talked it, about that. Not that it could have been worse than that, but like, I feel like <laughs> they're true. both in line for even bigger years. I mean, chase, we'll see how much more you can get above what he did last year, which he said the bar awfully high. That's, that's a pretty high bar. I feel like touchdown opportunities are going to be there for both those guys though. I thought but, I had lost all respect for Ethan when we played Warzone the other night, but now I told you I'm terrible at Warzone, but we still got a dub, didn't we? It was so funny when I was editing clips and all is all I could hear Ethan do over and over every time he died was like, oh F, oh F, <laughs> F, F. <laughs> just, oh. Yeah, I get pretty over aggressive. It, it I knew every single like time he would die because I'd hear it and he would disappear from the bottom line. All right. Last thing. Last thing, quick answer. Thoughts on Juju in Kansas City? High-end wide receiver two, low-end wide receiver three. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's top 30, but uh, it depends on how much how much of the role that Travis Kelsey has had is going to go to Juju. That's, that's really the answer. Because uh, Juju and Travis Kelsey run and, and operate in a lot of the same types of areas. I feel like Juju is an upgrade over any wide receiver two they've had in terms of just PPR upside. Um, I think Nicole Hardman's still going to get a little bit and I feel like Tyree kill is still the one, but like we forget that Juju was way better as a second option on a team. Like if he's going up against your cornerback too, you're in trouble. So you've got Tyree kill. That's who he's going to have to take the, you're going to have to put your best quarter cornerback on him. So, um, you know, Juju is maybe matching up with like the third best pass defender, uh, on every single team every week. So, I feel like maybe we should give him a chance here. Yeah. That's, a, that's Last basically time what we had all a wide said receiver one. He was elite. So, you know, a hundred targets could easily put him in that 
top 24 wide receiver range. Yep. That's basically kind of what we said here as well. Well, we just want to make sure we gave you a quick second here to, to give your, your two cents on the football since you, since you missed all that talk. Yeah. Can I, can I add one more? Cause uh, there was some big draft oh. news. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kyle's boy, uh, David Ajabo oh, tore yeah. his Achilles. Very rare that we see someone tear their Achilles. Uh, in while they're still technically in college or college aged, but we're seeing this more and more often and just brutal, brutal luck for him. Uh, that is a shame. Probably would have been a top 20 pick and we'll see. We'll see. This will be a great litmus test for where we, the NFL is on Achilles recovery and expectations like moving forward in their career because he hasn't been drafted yet. So we know he was probably in that like, if you three, four rounds, I don't think it'll be that much, but if he falls into late. <laughs> There's that internet. Yeah. Your, your fiber this. internet has just totally failed you. Oh no. Oh yeah. Your fiber internet, <laughs> oh, internet connection is unstable. Yeah. That's not, I don't that's... even know what that means. Okay. So Did you get all that though. No, nah, I mean, I, I basically said you what you said is it can be an NFL litmus test. When is he going to go? How much do they really expect him to return by and, yeah, I mean, it's like what pissed me off more than anything yeah. is when he got hurt. Nobody even like went over to even help the dude. Like that part pissed me off more than anything. Coach went over and grabbed the ball to yeah. go continue the drill while the guy's like in pain on the ground. It did seem very weird by the the video, um, but I I honestly don't know enough about pro days to tell you like, do they have the school trainers like present on staff they for have those to, types of think. things? I, I don't be. really know. I would assume they do, but. You know, maybe the trainer was wor working on somebody else, you know, in the school and was just like on present on site, but wasn't really close. I don't know. That's weird. I mean, when you look at it, like there's guys in the background, I couldn't tell who they are, which coaches or scouts or whatever, but they literally just like turned their back and started to walk away. I'm like, dude, I mean, if we're well, at I mean, a park they're probably just trying basketball, to do, like, I'm going to help. What are you going to do? Like run up and be like, Hey man, that looked pretty bad. Are you okay? <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean just, I feel like you decency. could be like, at least like, Hey, Who's going to come fix yeah. this? You know, I mean, I will tell you as someone who's done sideline stuff on football fields before, like it really irritates me when I show up and the coaches won't get out of the way. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I'm the, I'm the doctor here. Like you are uh, a in my welder. way. Like I no <laughs> no disrespect to the welders of the world, but like this kid has mm -hmm. a broken wrist and you are not going to fix it with your welding skills. Get out of the freaking way. So maybe they were taking it that way, but you got to remember these coaches don't deal with injuries ever. So yeah. they probably just were like, Hey, I can't do anything about that. Hope he's all right. Like we'll see what happens. Crazy. All right. Well, Hey, I'm glad you got a chance to get that, uh, get that out and, uh, and let the people know, hopefully he can bounce back and uh, still have a, a very promising NFL career, but we're going to go ahead and get out of here here for the day. Uh, we appreciate you guys that we're, we're dropping these extra podcasts here on Monday. Don't forget though, tune in on Wednesday. We'll be recording again, dropping another Wednesday show to get you all caught up on everything NFL. That's all we're going to be talking about over there, but this is, that's kind of, this is the episode where we can kind of kick back, relax a little bit and talk about some other things like our pet peeves and where Ethan ate dinner, because that's what everybody out there really, really wants to know, but Hey, we appreciate the support. Do us a favor, hit that rating and review leave us a five-star review if you enjoy the show it greatly helps grow the show here on spotify itunes or wherever it is you are listening but for now we're gonna head out of here hopefully you guys have a great rest of your day we'll talk to you later I'm a